Hey, Road Trippin' fans, Amish t-shirts are as ferocious as the dunks or bangouts Richard and Channing throw down from time to time, and their softness can't even be matched. Amish has been turning back the clock with throwback tees for years. From the NBA to the ultimate warrior, you know, the tee that LeBron wore on the plane after leading the Cavs to its first title the city had seen in over 50 years. Well, Amish tells the stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. Go to homage.com, that's H-O-M-A-G-E, and pay homage with your favorite tee. Be sure to check out the NBA GM tees and one exclusively made for me and you. Better yet, three other tees designed specific to the road tripping fam you'll want to check out. We're road tripping at homage.com. Hey, road tripping fan. Welcome to another edition of Road Trippin', Richard versus Channing. I'm your host, Allie Clifton. And first and foremost, Happy New Year. We hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and that your 2018 is off to a great start, which I guess since we're dropping episode 63 as we speak, it has to be off to a great start, right? Well, let's get to it because we have a fun one ahead. One thing is for sure, I thought having one Dookie joining Team Richard was a lot and would be the last time it ever happened. But guess again, Richard can't escape him. And so I encourage you to brace yourself for a little bit of everything as Plum Dog Millionaire, aka Mason Plumley, joins Team Richard for an in-depth conversation, a little trash talk, but more than anything, that unfiltered conversation. You ready? Let's do this. Richard, Allie, Mason, it's all yours. Thanks, Allie. Yes, we are. Where the hell are we at? This is the beginning of the road trip. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who knows where the hell New we're Orleans. at? Uh, <laughs> but yes, we are are are, are joined by uh, our alley and the one and only Mason Plumley. How you doing, Mace? Doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. No problem. So we we there might be an interruption because. We have some people that are going to be coming and going, but we just started talking about things, and it just got to a point where it was like we had to turn on the mics, right? And uh, Allie was talking about what are you laughing for? Because I want because you know I want to continue this conversation, <laughs> but now we're on now we're on mic, which is fine. No, but welcome to our conversation. Well, no, we're going to we're going to get to the bottom of this because yeah, I have a very important question. What, well, what is your well, okay? So we were talking you about the what we, were doing. we were talking about the Jamal Murray podcast and. Um, it got a little it's because I was telling Mason beforehand, like, hey, we can talk about whatever you want. You can cuss. We can. And, and Allie goes, well, yeah, we talked about Jamal's uh, double hernia surgery. And I was like, yeah, how do you check for hernias? And he's like, oh, Mason, what, did, what do they do when they check us for hernias? Grab your balls and cough. Yeah, grab your balls and cough. And he had a double one, so he had a double finger. Yes, you know <laughs> he had a double finger, a double ball check. And so we talked okay, about that. So my question What is your question? You know, we've had physicals since we were in middle school, right? Yes. A lot of different doctors. So I would say my freshman year of college, I had a doctor who just, you know, he put his fingers on, <laughs> on my pubis, like right above the groin. Are you about and, to are you about to give me like a me too story? No, no, like, no. What's going on? No, I just want to know because he didn't actually have to cup me and ask me to cough. And so he just did that, and it was much pushed. less invasive, and I felt more comfortable. And then so all of a sudden I'm wondering why everybody else – feels like they have to go the distance to to figure out if you have a hernia well maybe this doctor wasn't as thorough as he should <laughs> <laughs> well just like he, he did it i was like wait hold on that's that's all you needed to do uh well you were talking about there's a certain doctor that all the guys know if they're going there they're ending up getting surgery oh yeah it's a doctor in philadelphia he was the same doctor that did uh that's where they just recommended i go yeah, really <laughs> yeah. yeah they say you go in you go into him and you come out with a cut 
right? But he is he is the best. Everyone, you know, Doctor Myers. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, everyone talks highly of him. Uh, I've never had to see him. Thank God. Uh, yeah. The only time I'll go see him is if he does vasectomies. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> the, that's the next time someone will be doing surgery on that area of my body. Um, but in case you guys didn't notice, uh, we didn't do the toast. Uh, we shall do the the toast now. No, 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 no. Hi, Allie. Cheers. Uh, you said you don't drink, Mason. <laughs> Doesn't mean I can't toast. No, 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 no. You do not toast an empty glass. What? So, what? Where? Why don't you drink? And why are you like turning red right now that you don't I'm not, drink? No, I'm not. I just haven't um, haven't picked it up yet, but I'm sure I will. Picked it up hey, yet? So you well, never you never drink. No, I've never drank. All through college, all through Duke. Yeah, but you know what? It got me invited a lot of places in college because everybody needs a driver. You're at the so DD. Like, That's awful. Like, yo, Mace, come That's with us. You're you can like drive an us. adult babysitter with a designated <laughs> driver. Who wants that job? So, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Okay, so, like, is there anything behind it, or are you just... Um, you can tell the story. Like, tell the story. You no, know, my brothers like to drink. Oh, so I know. So. I, I got hammered with your brother. <laughs> me and your brother spent Thanksgiving together. Yeah. So, so maybe watching that a little bit turned me off. But but you're you know. the but you're the oldest. No, I'm the middle one. Are you the middle one? Yeah, Miles is the oldest. Miles, Marshall's the middle sister. Uh, I don't know. I haven't gone out with her in a while. She's she's definitely she's definitely getting hammered. She, I don't know. She goes Notre Dame, so maybe. Oh God, <laughs> Notre Dame. That's a hey. Don't what? no. My, my, my whole family went to Notre Dame pretty much. Did you? No. Oh, well, that. there you have it. So that's why you went out to California. Okay, but I still, Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame. Notre Dame fan. I, I love Notre Dame. Rudy, yeah. all of that. She's, she's trying to give you that. <laughs> <Right. laughs> she's like, like looking the other way. Um, yeah, no. Me and your brother uh, spent Thanksgiving <laughs> together. We did. We went to a Black Friday sale. I had to go yeah. buy an Xbox. Where at? Uh, when I played in Utah. So oh, him and okay. Channing, we played them the next day. So they came. They flew in on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So him and uh, him and Channing came uh, over to my house for Thanksgiving. And then we just ended up getting drunk and hammered. Yeah. And then uh, we went to, like, Black Friday sales. <laughs> yeah. So your brother definitely drinks. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so you saw him and you were just like, no, drinking's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... Do you, like, you say that you're going to start it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I mean, I see the everybody drinks wine with dinner and stuff. I'll probably, you know, I want to save some things to pick up later in life. So, Wait, have you never, ever, ever drank, or you just don't drink? I never have. Well, I'm just going to say here, we are more than honored to have your first drink <laughs> be on the road, tri- road tripping podcast. Uh, I, I, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, gosh. Look at that. You know the origin of the toast, by the way? Uh, yes. Where you're supposed to actually pour in the other person's glass. Well, it was supposed to be you you, you clean the glasses together. That's why you cheers, right? Yeah. And, you know, the drinks were to kind of blend themselves. So if I was trying to poison you, yes. you would, yes, yes, that, yes, that's where it all comes from. So, cheers. Are we going to have our first? No, these are glass. <laughs> we don't want to do that. There's security deposits and shit. Uh, so cheers again. Cheers. Again. Cheers. Okay. Look, he's smiling. Are we going to get the dew point? First of all, first of all, the stuff doesn't taste good. Well, it's white wine. It, it's it's. My whole thing is like I'm a sweet tooth. Like if something doesn't taste good, I'm not going to have it. Well, you should try it. I have a lot of respect in that, actually. I, mean, I have, have zero t- respect. You don't have for to that. taste it. To Even know Jesus it. drank wine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if you don't like Jesus, then I just can't really roll with you. No, but you do what you want to do. I think that's pretty cool. Yes, you, and Allie. I'm all about peer pressure. Like I'm all about peer pressure. Peer pressure is one of my favorite things to do. Um, just just being honest. Is there any bit of a nutrition aspect to it, especially being an athlete? Not really. Um, I just haven't 
just no no interest, I guess. Okay. Oh, so that's this is so boring. <laughs> Jeez. Gosh. Uh, okay, so we talked a little bit about it. you. You have another brother yeah. um, that that uh, that plays in the NBA, and then you have another brother. Hmm. Um, he's in the D League, but did, did he get drafted? G League. G League. Yeah. Uh, no, G-League. he got picked up by the Knicks, spent a year with the Knicks, and now he's with the Clippers G League okay. team. Yeah. Um, how's he liking it? Uh, he he complains about like obviously being with the Knicks and you're you know living the NBA life is a lot different than going to the G League. But he's playing well and he's he's liking being in California, so that's cool. They're okay. in Ontario okay. where we played preseason. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. How close are all you guys? To we're close. Yeah. yeah, we we talk a lot. Um, you know, we're all living by ourselves, so we we talk a lot on the phone, FaceTime, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but it, the best is when you play each other in season because then you can go in in whatever city we. Marshall's been in good cities. Miles has been in good cities. So when we link up, it's Miles fun. was in Milwaukee. That's not a good city. Phoenix. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Phoenix was good. Now he's in Atlanta. He was in Charlotte. Atlanta's a good city. We've almost covered the whole league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, almost covered, I've almost covered the whole league by if myself. Through a Plumlee, we've, we've covered the whole league. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is we have a very young team, yeah. right? And everyone knows you're almost a vet on this team. Just crazy. You are a vet on the team, but just in terms of the NBA, you're you're almost a vet. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was you came into this league um, with one of the most historic old man teams <laughs> in the history of the NBA, right? So yeah. now was that your rookie year or second year? It's my rookie year. So your rookie year, let's talk about the vets that you had. Okay. Right? Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Paul Pierce. Yep. Jason Terry. Yep. Jason Kidd. Yep. We oh. had, we had a lot more than that. I I know, but Karolin- I Karolinko. Karolinko. Karolinko, but he had retired. Reggie we Evans. About, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Karolinko had retired years before that. He just was still playing basketball. He was chilling. He was chilling. <laughs> uh, and you had Darren Williams on your team. D will. Uh, yeah. D will. Uh, Joe Johnson. I mean, oh, Joe. Joe was wow. twelve years, thirteen years. Yeah, and me and Joe time. came in together. Okay. So, being on a young team now. And yeah. seeing some of the things that go on, and then being with like true Hall of Fame vets, yeah, right, guys that had dedicated their entire lives to this game and growing the game and playing the game the right way. Yeah. What are the differences that you see now and then? I think, you know, what what's crazy is our record's a lot better now than it was with that team at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But older guys are so sure of themselves and and not really open to criticism. <laughs> to criticism or changing anything or any kind of negativity. Yeah. So like it didn't matter. I, I don't know what we started off that season, but I know at one time we were about ten and twenty, and and there was no, they didn't welcome any criticism or any negativity in, in film and practice yeah. and you know, it and it, it was just interesting. I mean, I think also. The older team guys were a lot louder. Like our team is so quiet. You oh, know, our locker is so quiet. So quiet. God. <laughs> Halftime, pregame, postgame, bus rides, plane rides. Like it was like plane rides with with the Brooklyn team was like being in a club. Like we, I had to bring the the speaker box every time. We had card games going. We had, <coughs> like it was just it was loud. It was a lot of fun. And you know, this team, everybody gets on the plane, people watch their movies or people read a book. Oh, or, how, yeah, how much yeah. of a shock was that for you when you, when I left? Yeah. Well, what was it? Was there a time where you were on the plane or something? You're like, Holy crap. No one talks on this team. Yeah. I mean, well really in Portland was the same way. Cause I was a younger team mm-hmm. that I joined, but yeah, the, the, um, the older guys were, were a lot louder, which you is kind of mm-hmm. 
kind of like backwards. me, loud. Yeah. I'm just really loud yeah. all the time. <laughs> well, because it's just like we. Well, and the other the other thing that I'll tell you is a huge difference. Like, they almost stopped in Brooklyn. They almost stopped giving us like pregame scouting reports mm-hmm. or like personnel because. <laughs> everything that they they recommended, the guy Paul would be like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him left and give him the jump shot. Like they they had their own way of doing things. So like they challenged every like you younger teams don't challenge the coaches as much. Yeah, that's all the older team did. Yeah. That's all. Well, well, and that's also why the coaches, like the shoot around. But, the, but, the, but that's also why yeah. coaches don't always like older veterans, yeah. right? Because yeah, it, yeah. they make their jobs harder because. A lot of times, veterans can steer teams one way or the other. No doubt, it's like I understand shoot around length. I understand, yeah. you know, when you have practice this way or that way, and you're just like, why, why are we, why are we doing this? Right? <laughs> Young players is like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This, is, like, you know, it's yeah. like A B C D. Where veteran players a lot of times are like, no, you know, no, no, this, this is fucking stupid. Like, yeah. why, why are we doing this? Uh, no, no, it, it, it is different. I'm glad you pointed it out because, like, I get here. And yeah, I talk a lot. Channing talked a lot. All all my guys in Cleveland. It was it was like a club. It was a party. Yeah. Um, our, we all got along. We we spent way too much time together. Like, we were the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. We were the opposite end of the spectrum where there'd be yeah. like texts of like, "Hey, we're going to dinner here." There, like you would get criticized if you didn't go to dinner. Like, right, "Oh right. man, good to see you." Where you didn't want to come to dinner last night? It's like, dude, I can't go to three hour dinners every night, man. Right, right. And, and even shoot around. Like we would have like the workout session before, but there would be music in the training room or music yeah, in the music weight room, everywhere. music weight room. everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And so you get here, and it's like everyone's really quiet. Yeah, and I'm yeah. losing my shit. So <laughs> when you had post game the other day, and you talked uh, about, you said it's not on the staff, but it's yeah. you know the players need to speak up a little bit more. Yeah. It, do you feel that that's something that's just across the board with this team? Or yeah, just I mean, it's just just in general, it's a more quiet team, more reserved, probably. But. Um, yeah, it is a different feel. And to that point, like even the the interactions with the support staff and like I know, like with our team, my rookie year, everybody everybody was free game to be made fun of. Oh, like yeah. if, if it didn't matter if you were you know the G League DM, it didn't matter if you were you know the ball boy. Like they were going to everybody all the time. Don't show up with a bad haircut. Don't forget <laughs> to do it. Like <laughs> they're you know I'm sitting behind our masseuse like. 20 rows up on the bus and pete uh paul pierce yells ahead to me he's like hey mace he's like they called our masseuse hands and he had just gotten like the amish like you know put the ball on the head cut around oh wow that's oh, awful. Yeah, so paul brother, in front of the whole bus he's like hey mace he's like why don't you help hands fade that in oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, here, and hands is like the nicest guy in the world but it just you know they made everybody feel a part of the group yeah. even though we were we were like the bad news bears. We were terrible. You guys are awful. Not, we were terrible until until about Christmas when we turned it around. Well, yeah. Typically, older players take a little bit longer to we kind took, of. It took a lot to longer. Ease, ease into the season. Uh, no, but we so we both got drafted by the Nets. You got drafted yeah. by the Nets, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we both got drafted by the Nets. We both had Tim Walsh. <laughs> yeah. Timmy Walsh, I love yeah. Tim Walsh, right? So he he was my he was the athletic trainer uh, for the Nets for for many years. Uh, Gary Sussman. Do you yep. remember Gary? Sus, yeah. yeah, Sus fucking hated me. Oh, he hated me. I made his <laughs> Why life. Why did he hate you so much? Because I was just a kid, and then once I figured out I could get under his skin, I just kept doing it. So, like, it was like easy. He, yeah, he was really easy <laughs> to get under Gary Sussman's skin. So it was like, like, I would, like, he would be sitting there talking to people, and then I would go and not, not a wedgie, but at, like, you know, guys have like their, their suits on. And so I would go behind him and I would grab 
like underneath his coat, I had to grab like his shirt that was tucked in and pull it all the way out, <laughs> right? And I would do this like once a week, and he would try and cuss me out. Like, God damn it, Rich, I gotta fucking work around here. It's like, oh my bad, Gary. I, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have done it. But it was just like one of the things that I try and like joke around with the guys a lot. It's like, guys, we play a game. Yeah, it's okay yeah. to laugh and joke and have fun and. I think that's one of the things, and I think Coach does a good job, you know, from what I've seen and, and, and been around him. He does a good job of making guys, hey, guys, it's going to be okay. We're having fun. Yeah, like, make no sure you go out there and have fun. Yeah. He doesn't go crazy. He, you know, he does what normal coaches do. But, yeah, our, our team is it's, it's quiet. It's, it's so quiet. quiet. How important, though, is a young guy coming into that team? Was it to have kind of that, not well, necessarily leadership, but the fun and games? Yeah, no, I benefited from it. I'll tell you, I had a – I had a bevy of chores. Like I had, like the thing is, like we talked about Malik. Tell us, like tell us some of your Ma- shit. Malik has no idea. He has no, like, idea. He no idea. No so idea. Do any of the guys on this team have anything that you have them do? No, Nothing. I don't. I don't have them do anything. I've well, never asked anybody to do anything. I don't think there is anything. Yeah. 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 I mean, to me, it wasn't just the chores. Then it was, like, the things you had to do if you didn't do your chores. Oh, that's that right. Which is, like, I remember, like, going down to training camp my second year. Here I was, you know, after a year you feel like you're, you're not, you're not going to drink that. So done with the going, rookie. Keep going with your <laughs> Done with the rookie chores. But, like, we forgot, like, the, the bicycle cards. Like, every flight needs a fresh pack of bicycle cards. Yeah. They can't have been touched. They want the, they want the cellophane on them. They want the wrapper yeah, on all them. That. Mm-hmm. So, like... I brought some used bicycle car. I don't know. Maybe I forgot them, whatever. But it was everybody. Or no, you know what? This is what it was. The other, the the new rookie forgot the cards. Oh. But I was in my second year, so I was like, oh, that sucks. I was like, they're probably going to yell at you. They'll get in your face. But it's no big deal. Well, it was my fault that I didn't hold them accountable for bringing the cards in my second year. So all of a sudden, like, all the young guys, it's like me, Jerome, Jordan, Corey, Jefferson, Mark Held Brown. We have to go out on the tarmac while they're getting the plane ready, and we're running through the offense on the tarmac. <laughs> so, so, like, we're running through plays, and all of a sudden you hear, like, fist down from the plane. And, like, they just watch it. That's so, a like, good one. We're out there looking like idiots. Yeah, but but that's the thing, and, I, and I, I think at times can be lost in this league, is when you have these veterans, right? Uh-huh. These veterans should run the league. Right, like that, you have Hall of Famers, and and I was very fortunate. Again, like I said, I had Jason Kidd, um, Lucius Harris, Kenny Martin. Like I had Aaron Williams. I had like real, real vets. Good guys. And so, no, great guys. But it was also they took care of you. They took care of you. They 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 put you to work, Mm -hmm. right? But you enjoyed it, and I think that's some things that are lost because the what this is the way I see it with the one and done. You go to school for one year, right? You go to school Mm -hmm. for one year, and you're the best player on campus. So you're the best player in your high school. You're the best player, you know, even a guy like Malik. So yeah. Malik was, he's McDonald's All-American, shows up at Florida State, right? Plays one year, averages X 20 points a game. Yeah. Doesn't go to the NCAA tournament, right? Probably had a good team. But then yeah. he shows up here, and he expects that things should continue to be on that linear path up. And it's like, yeah. no, this shit is hard work. Right. It's like there's going to be guys that, that don't want to see you succeed. How are yeah. you going to handle that? So, you know, the adversity sometimes that you get with vets and yeah. you can watch them is something that is so valuable that I, yeah. I, I think a lot of times when you have these rebuilding teams or these teams that are kind of – Well, that's a, why it was crim- – like I remember uh, – you know, KG going off on somebody from the front office of the Sixers. He's like, it's criminal. This is back, you know, yeah, yeah. four or five years ago. Where they didn't have one veteran in the locker room. Yeah. They didn't have – now I think when 
I don't know. They brought it Elton like Brand, Elton I think, Brand. Yeah, yeah. But even you know whether he well whether Elton Brand either plays a minute or not, like his value is such that you have to have somebody like that around the team. Yeah, to reinforce what the coach says, to show yeah. a work ethic. If you kind think, of a sounding board, because you don't as a player, you don't you can't always go to the coaches with everything. They got a lot to do, but you need to be able to talk to another player. And that was to your point of the post game locker room interview. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How, how do you think though that you guys would incorporate that on this Nuggets? Like, what do you think are the steps are? Because we talk about it a lot. The team getting more vocal, and it seems like it is. But as it keeps going. But but I think we have guys. Like I, I think you know. No, we definitely do. We, we, I know, was just Paul saying in that moment. Yeah. In, in that moment, but yeah. I I, I no, think just sure. the overall thing in the league is that you can't. It doesn't matter how young your team is. You need veterans mm. because it's not just basketball. Like a coach can tell a guy how to play basketball, but there's also a life in this league that you have to learn. This is not a normal lifestyle. Right, and coaches can't teach you about the lifestyle. And I'm not talking about the cars, like I'm not talking about the clothes, I'm not talking about any of that, but just how to handle it, how to stay on a schedule, how to how to talk to your family if, if things are going one way, how to handle things that come with this lifestyle that only a guy that's been a veteran in this league for 10, 15, 12 years can can help you with. Yeah, and those conversations, I mean, the ones that keep you sane, yeah. <laughs> those are yeah. as valuable yeah. as any, you know, Basketball. skill work. Yeah. Like, sure. I, I mean, to Richard's point, talking about the family stuff, like, you got to think about guys all of a sudden are making, you know, 20 times more than their parents ever made. Like, all of a sudden, yeah. you're, you're the... You're Brett at the head of the table. Like, yeah. I'll never forget, like, one of the best. He's like, he put his hand out like a table. He's like, now you're at the head of the table. He's like, you He's like, you got to start telling people no, no. and otherwise. And um, that stuff, like, you know, two rookies aren't going to tell each other that stuff. Right. But How much do you think on the back end, though, that the rookies have to be receptive of that stuff as well? Well, back in the – yeah, back, you know, I would say when I, I first came in, if you weren't receptive, you were going to have a lot of problems. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's – and it's look, it, it's you're going to see these things happen the more you allow the young players to just dominate the the, the team. Yeah. You got to have a veteran that can step in, that can play that they respect. Because at the end of the day, it's like yeah. I was joking with Malik. Like Malik was three years old when I came into this league. Malik grew up watching me play. You grew up watching KG. Mm-hmm. So anything that you that KG said, yeah. you were like, well. He obviously knows, yeah. right? And so you, but you watch and you learn from his work ethic, and you know, it's it, it just crazy. I, I, I think the more the league grows, the better the league gets. The, the more we need to continue having veterans around young players. It doesn't matter if you're in rebuilding. It doesn't matter if you're going for the lottery. It doesn't matter any of these things. You still need to have a 10 plus year vet in that locker room that is respected like what Derek I Fisher agree. did yeah. Kurt Thomas did Nazi Muhammad there these are guys that people are like how are they still playing Richard Jefferson's one of those guys people are just like how is he still playing it's like yeah. well there's a value that's not just on the court but also mm-hmm. off the court no well no, your no. point with what they do with family those talks that you have those meaningful yeah. talks I never really I guess I never took that into account as much because they always talk about vets obviously in the locker room but those things especially when your entire life's changing yeah oh. yeah Fucking shit sucks. And sometimes. I came in at twenty. I was twenty-two years old too. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine like eighteen, nineteen. Oh no. Oh yeah. You, like oh, there's guys yeah. that, that aren't even old enough to drink. But enough of that shit. Who cares about basketball? 
you came in here and you sent me an article and you're like, can we talk about this, right? Like, oh, have you seen his website? No, you have a website? He has a oh. website. I'll pull it up. You please, have a blog. Please, please pull up. Yeah, it's Are amazing. You, you're a I blogger, was, huh? He's a we'll blogger. We'll podcast so you get some views. Please, I need one or two, man. <laughs> Literally, like... We and have, then we have to talk about art. We have so much, we have to, talk so much to talk about We have so much to talk about. Let's Mason. get to it. So, Mason sends me this article. It's like, can we talk about this? And apparently there was a, uh, a little bit of an internet hoax going on. Um... <laughs> about a Japanese restaurant and it's not a hoax. I want you guys to go research this. This is really true. We thought it was a hoax, but then we started doing our research and found out that it is true. There is a restaurant in Japan that is now serving what? Human flesh. Human flesh. Seriously. Yes. There there is a human flesh. They're now cannibalism you, cuisine. Yes. It is amazing. This is what, what, what was saying. the name of it, Brett? Uh, um Gosh, what is it? Where do you even find oh, something like uh, this? Well, first well when this stuff breaks out into news, you gotta be ready. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, I'm gonna read the Japanese name, please. The, the risotto ototo no shoku raun. Edible brother. Edible brother. That's what it's called. Edible brother. That's amazing. So, I want to know who's going to be the first person to try it. And, like, I, I just want to know, like, how does this work? Like, what do you... What, how do you like, even get to be okay to do something like Wilson Chandler. Well, Wilson Chandler. Yeah, definitely Wilson. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's like, people donate their bodies to science all the time. If you wanted to donate just your donate body to, the to, to they cuisine... They probably have a designation on your um, driver's license yeah. for the restaurant. Maybe they donated their body... Maybe they were donating their body to the many face well, gods. Me and Richard were asking, like, how do you... You know, everything now is, like, grass-fed or mm-hmm. cage-free. Yeah. Like, I would only... Hey, eat, I, to be honest, I'm a big advocate of all that. Are you really? Because I would only eat vegetables. Vegetarians also. <laughs> they would be the. They would be the. They would be the. Wait, are you a vegetarian? I have been for a while. That's that's bullshit. Wait, oh, so yeah. are do are you really? I mean, veg- I, not right now. I haven't been, but what do like, mean not right now? Like I. There so as the, soon as I found out I was celiac, I couldn't be anymore. But all of this summer, so last you have year, to yeah. Be. So, all right, that's way more, like, these diets are way crazier than not drinking. Let me just say that since you guys gave me. No, that's not true. I'd rather that drink I'd rather drink with a celiac. 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 I'd rather drink with a vegetarian than to not drink with a meat eater. What about, have you heard, <laughs> those, the new one I heard Would of is you rather? Ba- it's a good one. Yeah. What, is a, what the hell is a Batharian? They believe that they live off the air. Oh, so yeah, like oh, I yeah. watched this whole it was like a 30 minute episode on Breatharians the fact that you and spent 30 bear, minutes of your life watching this shit a lot of time in hotel rooms yeah, man, you know yeah, that's fair that's fair <laughs> league, league life yeah so you get to the end of it it's like probably five minutes left in the documentary and they're like you know sometimes they sneak like a nut or a slice of apple and I'm like well then they're living off the air because the yeah. whole premise of the diet is to to believe that you receive energy what from the air what that be almost considered anorexia yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the other thing the I always think of living without food. That's that's fucking stupid. Okay, well, the art of living without alcohol. That's come even, up with I'd rather. That's even that's worse. That's even worse. <laughs> that's even worse. Hey, how about um, what, when he gives the eulogy at the? Uh, uh, he's like, uh, sorry, you, I'm not a good. Uh, you Googleize it. You Googleize it. Talked about the you googly. Oh my god! Yeah, no, Zoolander is one of my. Uh, Allie's never seen that movie. Not you, but uh, Cleveland Allie. Uh, Allie number one. She's never seen that movie. Yeah. She's never seen any fucking movie. Uh, but you, you'll you'll meet you'll meet Allie in, yeah. in time. But um, okay, so let's get to your blog. Okay. Tell me about your blog. Yeah, it's right here. Pull it's it fun, up. man. My um, my buddy encouraged me to do it. He actually runs the site, but we just we only have like three sections. There's like updates 
like um, what I'm up to, but then there's also an inspiration section where we highlight like creatives, artists, so um, we just people to, doing dope stuff. We did a little segment where we were talking. I come into it. We were going to a museum, and I had done my research on the artist, and I started off. And then Mason gives like a three paragraph dialogue on this artist, and just knew so much about. He knows so much about art; it's unbelievable. I know, but that's that Duke shit that no one cares about. What? I'm just kidding. I, mean, like, I, I, I just have to throw a shot at Duke Talk anytime about the I painting. can. I thought that was cool. The one where you're trying to find out. Oh yeah, so. Um, I actually just bought a house. I'd never bought a home before. And one of the, in the negotiation, they're like, oh, you can have all the art that's in the house. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, that's not going to move the needle for me. But yeah. there's a lot in there. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'll take a chance. So there are like 150 pieces of artwork in this wow. home. So I had the art curators come by and they're inventorying everything. And they sent me a list. It was like four pages worth of, of articles. And I read the name Willem de Kooning. And I'm okay. like, that sounds familiar. Like, I'm not, I don't know that art period very well, but I Google each of the artists. I'm like, okay, well, if this is real, maybe I have, you know, something special here. So yeah. I'm waiting to hear back. I don't think it will be, but when me and Allie went to the Clifford Still Museum, they had a de Kooning in the place. And so I asked the lady who was giving us the tour, I was like, if it really is something, what do I have? And she's like, well, you could retire. So oh, like, wow. we got our fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. Have you always been into art? Not really. When I put in, you know how New York is, yeah. like just going by studios, galleries, like just got into it a little bit. How long were you in New York? Two um, years. Two years. Yeah. Um, how were those two years? Great. Great Amazing. Year. <laughs> it's the best city <laughs> in the world, right? And I keep going, you know, now that I'm not there in season, I spend my summers there. So you I do? go back in the off season. Where do you, uh, do you have a place there? So no, I just rented the last two summers. Where'd you rent? I stayed uh Hudson yard. Okay. Wait, where's Hudson yard? Is that it's like, uh, no, it's on the West side highway. Okay. Like 30th and 11th. What's your favorite thing about New York? Is it just the culture of it? Yeah. I think the culture, the women, the women, the alcohol, honestly, not the alcohol. Yeah. The alcohol. Um, <laughs> it's like the epicenter of talent, right? So yeah. like if you go to the comedy club, the best comedians, yeah. if you go to, yeah. you know, a show, it's going to be the best performers like that. And then also the restaurant scene, like just yeah. everything, you know, the city stays alive, like 24 seven, you can't mm-hmm. be bored. You can't not find something to do. Is, is that when you started the rap video thing as well? Yeah, like, oh, for no, example, wait, wait, I know. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the what? Please, please, someone pull this up. Okay. It was actually Everybody cool. knows about the rap video. I don't know about the rap video. I am not, I'm not cool. I think, you know what, when it came out, expectations were so low, most of the media feedback was like, wow, we were pleasantly surprised at how well he no, delivered. Push play. No, I'm not pushing. Play. <laughs> I'm not, I refuse to give that another play until I can actually really spend a lot. Of so time. that, but that's a New York story though, because so my buddy, he's he's a white rapper from Greenwich, Connecticut. He can't just be a rapper. Right? Why does he have to be a white? Because rapper? I got to I got to paint the picture because okay. of our microphone. Okay. So I'm going. He's. We're about to go grab some hillstone. Uh, obviously, like, that's what white rappers do. Yeah. They're from Greenwich, Connecticut. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, come by the studio real quick. I had never been by a studio. This is just a New York afternoon. He's like, come by the studio real quick. He's like, it's a lot of good people recording in here. And uh, so I went by, and he's rapping. And he's like, why don't you hop in the booth and try something? So I was like, all right. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, we have a song. Next week, we're <laughs> making a music video. And then two weeks later, everybody's laughing at me. So it's oh. all good. <laughs> Plum, How was the, Plum Dog Millionaire? Plum Dog Millionaire? Is yeah. that where that came from? Yeah. 
Oh, I know that name from you, but I, I, I did not know about the music video. Yeah, it's do like we, a Do we feel like alias. we have a, a career post? Uh, I don't know. No one, you know what? No one's hit me up for another feature, so I'm a little <laughs> <laughs> confidence is low. But you know what? I, I, maybe it's like one of those things. If you keep at it, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never heard you rap. I've never seen this video, and I'm gonna tell you, you should continue rolling to the best, really hard, <laughs> and jumping and jumping really, really high. Um, what else? So what else is going on? Hey, so, so again, yeah. you you know about this? It, it's really not that. Uh, there, there's really not too much to it. We just sit and talk and bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, well, what I'm, you... I'm going to plug some things. While well, I'm yeah, 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 I'm gonna, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I want to, I want to yeah. hear about the plugs. So, uh, wait, who who brought up the bands? You brought up the I bands. I know. Wait, did you bring who? it? I think Allie brought up the bands, but I had one. I told you I needed another one. Okay. Oh, I no, actually, yeah, the bands. I brought those up. Yeah. So, so Coach Malone, I, I got to show you the new designs. So, so, so this is big news breaking on the podcast. Please tell me. I'm gonna get you. So. What did? Oh, you weren't with Coach. You weren't with us in training camp. No, I was so we're, not. So we were talking about all the protests, and uh, Coach Malone was supportive. He was like, "Hey, you know what? Whatever you guys want to do, we support." Is this a, is this a sexual harassment protest? No, the um, okay. the flag. Okay, the flag with all the you know the NFL stuff and it's not the flag. It was the anthem. The anthem. Okay. 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 Just want so, to get it straight. All right. Well, whatever. So, <laughs> I was. I just saw opportunity. I wasn't really paying attention to to what it was about. What it was about. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't plug in here. So no, but honestly, Coach Malone made a good point. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, I would ask the guys in the NFL, like, you know, it's great that you make a stand on Sunday, but what are you doing the other six days of the week? He's yeah. like, I, you know, I challenge you guys the same way to to be involved in the community, and he's like, make a difference. Don't just because you got the TV on you you know, make a stand. And so, you know, that inspired um, me and a buddy to come up with these equality bands. Yeah. Who, who's the buddy? Uh, so it's my buddy in New York and um, he's from Ethiopia, but a uh, good dude. And, and we're just always doing fun stuff. So we came up with these. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Wait, I've seen I, the band. You showed me we, the band. We, I, we I had one. I broke but it. You haven't seen the new ones. The new ones. Yeah. So that's the new ones. And um, no, I like it. Yeah. I really do. Like Sin, I told you, sends a good message. No? Yeah, it, it is. It, yeah. It, it, it does. So send did a really he good... come up with this, or did you? So I kind of thought it, and then he made it happen. Yeah. But we still don't have a name. But but the name we do like is if you've seen uh, Semi Pro. Yeah. They have one team rule. It's E L E. Everybody love everybody. Everybody. We have one team rule. <laughs> we have one team rule. Well, that's. I think that. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, really anytime important. we can incorporate Jackie Moon into something, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, I'm all about it. Uh, no, no, no. That's I, the I, gym I really want to play for someday. That's the team you were. You, God, Jackie Moon. Jackie Moon's amazing. Um, what do you What do you think about the protests? Um, and you can give your opinion. Yeah. This no. Is, no. No doubt. I. I mean. I think it was. It's. It's warranted. Like it definitely. It served its purpose. It brought attention to a lot of. Um, a lot of inequality. It it brought attention to something that needed attention brought to it, right? Yeah. You know it. You know to the point of the NFL and the NBA. I do think the point has been made, and yeah. now it's is more of an actionable thing. Like, yeah. what can we do now? What, yeah. What can we do? Yeah. So I think the attention is at an all time high. Yeah. And now let's you know let's take that momentum and support it somehow. Yeah. Let's, you're, you're pretty close with some NFL guys, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever have those talks with them while that was all going on? Um, not so much. I think you know the. 
they were all supportive of each other. Like like locker rooms are tight. Like if if a guy feels strongly about something, you know we're gonna we're gonna support that and, and vice versa. Um, but you know I thought I thought it got <clears throat> it got interesting when you started having coaches, you know like require all the guys to do something. Mm-hmm. Like in the yeah. Steelers case, like yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think you you should never force anybody to do something they're not comfortable with. And yeah. I, it didn't work obviously, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it be, it became it became more divisive, yes. right? When you started requiring people to do stuff, and yes, we understand it is not popular, uh, you know, amongst everybody. And it's like, oh well, these guys are at work and they're getting paid millions, and it's like, yes, yeah. but they're being paid millions by billionaires, right? right? So right. it's like, yes, there was a lot of money involved. <clears throat> My, you know, and again, there was always so much conversation, and even, you know, Colin, you know, what what his original message was has been you know put here and put there and i i don't know as athletes and you know this is not a political podcast by any means we basically do like fart jokes and ball ball <laughs> like ball grabbing jokes and that's not it but but we are athletes and people yeah. have have asked us about it and yeah. you know we were the last basketball team when we won the championship to go see um uh, we were the last to go see the White House, and uh, yeah. uh, and we went to go see Barack Obama. He was amazing, and now there's all this conversation now about well, are they going to go see Donald Trump? And, uh, and, and I think Golden State's the thing. Golden State's not. Do. Yeah, that's where Bron called uh, the president a bum. He's like, listen, you bum, right? And, and I just saw an, I, I I just saw the article, and it was the most retweeted um, post by an athlete. Uh, when when uh, Bron called him uh, called Donald Trump a bum. So I have a question. How because you're close with LeBron, how do you feel about? I mean, what comes with our profession is the platform. Yeah. And him having one of the biggest ever. Yeah. Right. That I would say versus the biggest. That yeah, yeah. The biggest ever. That versus and I'm a Michael Jordan fan, but people have been critical about him not using his platform until recently to have a voice on other issues yeah but you but you bring up the exact exact same point and and uh iman shumpert said something right where it doesn't matter people will never be happy mm-hmm. people criticized michael for years for not speaking out and people were dying over his shoes and mm-hmm. you know he made a, a statement republicans buy shoes too mm-hmm. right like in the sense that like look he was just staying out of it like he was a businessman right and so people criticized him for not being vocal. Mm-hmm. And then people criticized Braun for being too vocal or Colin Kaepernick for being too vocal. Yeah. And then it's just like, well, which one do you want? And, and, and Amon Shumpert brought up one of the best points that I've heard, which blows my mind, that Shump, <laughs> that Shump who me and him have had many a battles in the locker room, brought up. I, 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 me and him have argued about so many things, and you know, I love the dude to death. He's fucking nuts. He thinks I'm crazy. But his point was this. He was like, the minute when you're coming up through high school, right, and you're playing basketball and everyone says you got to have a backup plan, you got to have a backup plan, mm-hmm. don't just focus on basketball, don't just focus on this, right? Like, right. The, you, how many times do you hear that? 100 times. 100 times, you heard it 100 times. He's and got the, about 17 backup plans. 17 backup plans. But the minute you get to the NBA, what's the first thing that they, they try and tell you? Well, why don't you just stop doing that and just focus yeah, on basketball? Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. just like, well, wait a second. It's <laughs> when, like, it's like, and all of a sudden now we don't have class and we have all the downtime in the world. Yeah, it's like, it's like, wait a second. On my way up here, you told me to have backup plans. You told me to have something else that I should follow. You told me to have something else that I should believe and be passionate about. I had a coach tell me he was like, you can't. He's like, you can't be good if you have outs. He's yeah, like, anybody yeah. that has a plan B. Oh is my really, god, they're, they're cheating they're on themselves. A hundred percent, right? And then the minute you get here, the minute you get here. 
and you want to start doing something else, the first thing people do is tell you, well, you should just focus on basketball. Shouldn't you be shooting jumpers? Shouldn't yeah, you yeah. be worried about something else? Why don't you worry about oh, this? You know who I, I watch Dame get criticized all the time because yeah. he's, he's talented yeah. as, mm-hmm. as a musician. And, he, and, and by the way, he's like one of the best guards in the league. Um, but and, since the day he walked in this league. Yeah, and nothing like so much. I don't know if he just retweets the criticism or what, but like people were like, why don't you, you know, he shoot 90% from the free throw line. I can't imagine if I kept rapping and people, <laughs> <laughs> people have something to say about my free throws. Like, <laughs> but, 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 that's what, but that's what's so crazy. And I think Bron does a good job. And Bron's not perfect. I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. Mm-hmm. But, like, the dude just, he. But that was, it. that's but, what I was going to say. I'm, I, I applaud him for using his plan. A lot of people would, would not, would stay silent. Or, like you said, he has yeah. a lot of businesses. So that, then do you guys both think that they, you guys as athletes should be using that platform? Well, I think it's a different yeah. time. Yeah, it's a different time than it was. I, I think we went through a time where you had there was that, that iconic picture with Jim Brown, uh, Bill Russell, and um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, and Muhammad Ali. There was just that, that iconic picture of all of them together. But you know, and they were activists because there was there was so much to be at you know, but so much to be you know, there there was so much to fight for because they were fighting for racial equality, right? Uh, there was a lot of things going on in that time period. And now you then there was that period where all the things that they had kind of fought for were coming to fruition. You saw that Mm -hmm. in the 80s and the 90s, Michael Jordan being the number one endorsed athlete of all Mm -hmm. time and building a brand. And you're like, oh, wow, things are getting better. And then all of a sudden things start to I I won't say started to slow down, but things started to kind of happen. You know, you started to see, you know, with social media and more like exactly. Yeah. More phones and and all this stuff. And it was like, oh, well, this person shouldn't do this. And the next thing you know, it's like, well, you have video of it. And then you start to now say, like, oh, well, things are still, you know, going the same way. And all of a sudden, Colin Kaepernick, you know, he stood up. He wasn't going against the police. He's not going against the flag. He's not going. He did this in a moment Mm -hmm. at the national anthem to protest very similar how you know during the the national anthem uh in the olympics where guys raised you know Mm. fists with black gloves on them they were just trying to raise awareness right now this was that was after winning you know you know medals in the olympics but this was every week on a sunday Mm. during america's most popular sport and it's still crazy that espn wants to they literally have a segment on ESPN.com, the players that protested in week 17. Like, yeah. it's like it's like a fantasy league the yeah. way they the, the way they've mm-hmm. you know put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's just I I, I don't know. I, I I think that you have to use this platform, right? The Me Too platform, yeah. right? Getting rid of the sexual assault and getting rid of the predators. I think that's huge. That's huge that people are now using the platform and their social media to get rid of people that have done wrong. Now. The first thing that I will say is that 90% of actors, 90% of producers, 95%, I'm just making this up, are all probably great people, right? right? But let's weed out the bad ones. Let's get the fucking assholes out. Let's make it a safe place for women. Let's make it a safe place for, for people to go in and work. Yep. It's fair, right? Mm-hmm. That's the Me Too movement. It's like, hey, this has been going on for 30, 40, 50 years. Let's get these assholes out so the work environment can be safe. 99% of police officers are good people. Mm-hmm. But if we can raise awareness to get some of the bad apples out, then then I think athletes should. And I, and I'm not saying that there's a direct correlation between 
Well, actually, I am saying there's a direct correlation between the Me Too movement and the awareness that that Colin Kaepernick has raised. It's like there are incidences of police brutality that probably should be addressed very similar to how there are incidences of sexual harassment that are that need to be addressed and get now. And I think that's where I think people can get confused and not fully understand that this was just to bring it to everyone's attention and let's get some of the bad apples out. However few there are. If one in a hundred, then let's get the one out. Right. right? And that that that's something that I think like LeBron and all and Con Kaepernick, all of these guys, you know, should be very, very proud of what they've kind of brought to to, to you know the forefront. I think the hardest part with all that, though, is to your point, you brought up social media and how much that's changing everything. That the message continues to get misinterpreted, possibly, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't, can, you can tr- control the message to a certain point. Yeah. But then there's going to be people that interpret it differently, and then that becomes a spiral effect, and that not necessarily an issue, but that's something that from your guys' platform is really hard because you really can't project how this is going to play out. Yeah. You know. No doubt. Yeah, well, that's why we have these bracelets that that Mason made. <laughs> that's why we have these bracelets, and uh, we're gonna put, we're gonna show them on our social media. And I think it's really really cool. You gave me one, and I wore it. I think it, again, it's a, it's a simple it's a it's a simple message, right? Where everyone loves everyone. Jackie Moon. That's the number Jackie. one rule. That's the number one rule. Everyone loves everyone, and you know we lock arms. You know yeah. uh, during the national anthem, that that's kind of our uh, our show of togetherness. And you know, do you guys people, like that? Just putting you on the spot there, the stance of that locking arms. Yeah, well, I think. Well, the, Jamal Murray always wants to hold hands, which is <laughs> weird, which I think is super strange. So if you guys want to tweet, I'll at, be watching at, that. If you guys want to tweet at Jamal Murray and ask him why he he wants to hold mine and Mason's hands during the national anthem, I don't. Maybe it's because he's Canadian and he doesn't fully understand our anthem, but yeah, he just wants to hold hands. He wants to feel very supported. Yeah, I I find that to be a bit strange, but you know, it's yeah. it's whatever he's into, man. I, I think that's just the the European Canadian in them. <laughs> the European. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I, I like it. I like it. I, I think it's something that you know. It, I, I've always said, like you know, you turn on the news and you see everybody fighting over race and everything. If you were to just shadow an NBA locker room, I've only been in you know three different teams, but the way we, I mean, we have people from all over the world on our mm-hmm. teams, and we get along fine. So like, it almost especially feels, this team. especially yeah. So when you see the stuff on the, it almost doesn't feel real. It like, doesn't. Like how, like that's so silly that the, you know, it, it seems like the the Doctor Seuss book with the the one star, two stars. Like oh, ah, we don't we don't familiar. mess. We don't mess with them because they got two stars and you got one. Like that's how childish it is. She's smiling. I she know knows everyone knows. Knows. Everything, <laughs> everything you need to learn, you can learn from Doctor Seuss books. And, no, this I, is true. And but but it is. It does. It doesn't seem real because that's what I think was so impactful of of what Con Kaepernick did was that sports has always brought people together, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that sport has really divided people probably since you know uh, Jackie Robinson. This is the first time since what Jackie Robinson did where people were starting to be divided, right? There were people that were believing that, you know, blacks shouldn't be allowed to play and people thought that they should and blah, blah, blah. So, like, that was a time where sports divided people. Muhammad Ali, when he protested and said he wasn't going to go to the Vietnam War, uh, and that kind of divided people, right? And it's very rare that sports can divide people. But this was a situation where Colin, you know, kind of divided people. People are on both sides, and people are very passionate about both sides. But, you know, to your point, it's like, yo, you get into our locker room, and you got Europeans. You have, you know, African Americans. You have Russians. But you, like, I I just want to tell the American sports fans something this. 
What are you smiling about? Nothing. I I'm just tell, getting ready. I, I like no, no, this. No, I want to tell American sports something for fans about this. You think that black people and white people and like we have our issues? You should put a Serbian and a Croatian <laughs> on the court together and in a locker room together. And I'll never forget this. Uh, I played with uh, Nenad Kristic and I played with Zoran Planinic, uh, both of the former Yugoslavia. Uh, uh, Nenad uh, was, was Serbian and Zoran was, um, was uh, Croatian. Croatian. And he was like, oh, yes, my father, his father, they try and kill each other. Right. Like and this was like when they were growing up, this was during, you know, the genocide that happened during the war in Yugoslavia when it broke up. Like Vlade Divac and Peja Stojakovic and and um, God, what's his name? Oh, um, God. I remember we had Mirza Toledovic on Brooklyn. He was saying he just remembers like bombs going off and, you know, ducking in in, uh, like shelters. Yeah. So it's like when when we hear the when I hear these stories and we talk about police brutality and we talk about our our squabbles between, you know, different races and political parties. And you're like, there are guys in this league that remember like full on like wars. Right. Like father father fighting against father and now here they are Nicola Nicola that's what I'm saying Nicola is uh, Serbian right um, I believe he's Serbian and it's like but but you you have these guys and I used to sit there and listen to these guys tell stories right and and Zoran used to be like oh he thinks he's tough where I'm from oh I'd kill him right yeah. and it's just like it's like wow and it's just to hear that like Everyone has a story to tell, and that's why sports always brings people together because it's like wherever our story is, there's typically stories that are probably far worse yeah. in other places. So, and that's why, like, you know, the Serbians, the Croatians, the, the, the Bosnians, uh, they would come over here and they would play together, mm-hmm. right? But then when their countries would play against each other, oh, they wouldn't play the national anthems, right? For like when Bosnia, uh, when, when Croatia would play against Serbia because it was so intense. And so, we aren't at that spot, right. but we need to also understand that like sports can be used in so many different facets, you know, to bring each other together. Um, and if people allow it, you, it could be used to, to kind of pull each other apart. Yeah. You know, so it's not a first time, but this would have been such a better conversation if Mason was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way too serious. What's the next topic? I, I actually, I have one for you. What? Because we've talked about you know, uh-huh. art, the blog, all these things that you do. What would you want to do after Hoops is done? Do you have any Poster. ideas? He's fucking 12 years old. I know. Like, I'm just, talking about? I mean, but I mean, have you met anybody that does all of this kind of stuff? You know what's Outside funny? of Hoops? I, I yeah, love Start that. bracelets and the art and yes. the, the, the blogs. Shop, <laughs> I, just, I just want to. <laughs> shop, shout out to Shop, man. I hope your knee gets better soon. Um, maybe it was all those ones you've been playing, brother. No, keep going. Um I'm kind of aligned with you. I know we were talking after the Sacramento game. What? <laughs> Want to hit this billion-dollar business for all it's worth. Yeah. Stay in yeah. basketball. <laughs> yeah, stay in basketball for a long time. Milk it for all it's worth. No, but, I, you know, we were talking. If I were to stay around the game, like, I would enjoy, like, a front office position. Okay. I would enjoy, um, you know, something where you're, where you're putting a team together. Um, I'm not sure I would want to coach, but um, – you know, I do love basketball. It's, it's, it's been my coaching passion. Sucks. So, yeah, coaching, dealing with, like, so the last couple teams I could be on, I've been on, I could see being a coach, but that first, that rookie experience, <laughs> I'm like, never no, no, will those I guys. ever. I never will never. I ever. No, no, I remember, no. like, I think he would, tell you, he would tell you this, too, if you were here, but J.K. was so funny because the expectation, we had the highest payroll in league history that year. History. Like, 
the the expectations were so high and we started off so bad and like i'm the happiest kid in the world because i'm on this great team. like like we're a lot of guys a yeah. lot of a lot of personalities a lot of a lot of um well, history your first taste of and it i remember all. i'm getting food with jay jay kid after the game <laughs> and uh he it was like me um paul and him we we're all at the buffet line and like i'm so excited to be playing for jason right. king whatever and he looks at paul <coughs> and they just look and they shake their heads and and Jay's like, Man, you can have this shit, P. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, wow. Just because we just, oh, man. But, like, it also taught that first season taught me how long a season is. Uh, yeah. And here it was, like, you know, they're fire Jake kid, fire Jake kid. The whole stand's yelling all, of, like, um, November, December. And then January, February is coach of the month two yeah. months in a row. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're rolling. And yeah. it, it, it just taught me how, how quick things can turn. Yeah, no, this basketball shit is it's 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 terrible. But yeah, steal from it as long as you can, right? People keep telling me to retire, and I'm like, dude, I want to. I want to retire. I've been trying to retire for years, and they would just let me go away. Yeah. It's just it's just so sad. But so all of you funny funny people out there that want to kind of so we have two things, Mason. I'll, I'll, I'll inform you. We have uh, Team Channing and Team Richard. You oh, yeah. are officially a part of Team Richard. But everybody's been like, oh, Team Channing's winning. Team Chan- I taught him everything he knows. How do you win? Yeah, I was going to say, what is the... There is no win. It's just a competition. It's yeah. just it's just me and him kind of cracking jokes, right? Yeah. Uh, because, like, you know, so he had D-Wade on his podcast. He had Kevin Love on his podcast. Those are his fucking teammates. It's not special. He didn't go out of his way to get any of these guys. And all he did was talk about how he doesn't shut up. Right? So I don't want to hear you guys post, oh, I'm so Team Channing. I'm so, yeah, yeah, whatever. Kiss my ass. I don't care what team you guys are on. Actually, we're I We're like do. 300 over here. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Strength, we don't we're, need numbers. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're straight. Yeah, they, Quality over quantity. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying, man. Yeah. It's like everyone love everyone. That's yeah. what Mason yeah. keeps talking about. So, yeah, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I've seen on social media. I, I will say I was in uh, I was uh, uh, in Denver. We were playing one of our games just recently, and I, I said, "Hey, RJ." I'm like, "Oh shit!" I'd kind of like look over, Team Richard, and I was like, "Yeah, yes. <laughs> I fuck with that." Yeah, the first motherfucker that says Team Channing is getting thrown out of the arena if they see me. But uh, no, no, the, the the Team Richard Team Channing thing is uh, because uh, the dynamic duo uh, got broken up uh, because they don't care about us. Uh, <laughs> they got broken up. So Channing continued the podcast uh, in Cleveland. And so gotcha. he's doing it with all the guys out there. Um, and so I, I, I'm doing it here. Uh, obviously, our team, Jamal, was on here. He was really, really funny. So we just kind of started a Richard versus Channing. It's gotcha. road tripping Richard versus Channing. So, yeah, there's been a lot of talk of the team Richard versus team Channing. So um, we got to continue. We got to continue this whole it's not a competition, but more of. But a, it is. It's a competition. Yeah. It's a it's a competition, but it's a friendly competition between uh, someone who I taught everything about. Uh, I, I taught him everything about this. I taught him how to do it. Um, but you know, whatever. Who cares? We'll figure this out. It's friendly when you know how it ends. Yeah, it's always it's always friendly when you know how it ends. Uh, by the way, I've been watching fucking Game of Thrones, and all of you people that think Game of Thrones is amazing, it's the most fucking overrated show I've ever seen. <laughs> is anybody else? Wait, overrated or you like it? Really agree. 
completely overrated. Thank you. Jeez. I did like the episodes are so long. I always fall asleep like half an hour into them. Yeah. It's like watching a movie. Each show is like a movie. It's, it's too well, long. Well, yeah, it's the most yeah. expensive show ever made in history because yeah. it, every show is like. Are you a Game of Thrones person? No, I did Stranger Things though, and I loved that. That's Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Have you seen that? Based in Indiana. Oh God! Shout out. <laughs> so shout out! Oh, give a shout out, Mason Bromley with the shout out. That's awesome. Um, no, I have not seen Stranger Things yet. It's worth um, it. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. So I've been watching Game of Thrones. Uh, my wife. I watched like, until the guy cut off his nipple and handed it to Khaleesi, and then I was oh, like, geez. "All right, that's." You You're know like, what I'm and I'm done. I haven't watched guys? it, but yeah. now I don't know if I want to. That's a that's a little too much S and M for me, right? I <laughs> me feel too. Like that's it, why I stopped yeah. watching. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a point, but I'm just trying to figure out. Like it's, I'll say this: the first, th- okay, there's two parts that I would say we travel a lot, so we watch a lot of shows. Blah blah. There's two parts in it that I was like, didn't see that shit coming, right? <laughs> When um, the Red Wedding, which I didn't know about the Red Wedding when he was fighting, again, I'm not spoiler alert, but I didn't know about that. I didn't see that coming, but I had heard it in like, you hear like things through popular, uh, like um, just popular stuff, and it's just like it's on show. But you don't, if you're not watching the show, you don't pay attention. And th- what are you Googling? Don't Google it. Don't Google it. No, no, no. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. No, because I'm thinking you said spoiler alert. I had. I just said what it was. Anyways, yeah, yeah. and you won't know about it. And then the next thing was um, how Hodor got his name. That shit kind of blew my mind. Didn't see that shit coming? How did yes. he get his name? I'm not telling you how Hodor got his name. But it, if you watch it, that's cool. But this is the thing. Don't make me watch 300 hours right, <laughs> to find two fucking things. See, that's that are what's good cool. about Stranger Things is it's very condensed. Oh, God. There's condensed. only, like, what, seven shit. episodes per season or something fuck, like that? Condense this shit, yeah. right? Like, so what the fuck? Short story long, right? Like, that's you know, the, the quickest way to get on my just I'll never talk to you again is people who spoil movies or shows. Was the movie where it's? I think it's called Alpha Dog or something. Yeah, where yeah, they yeah, yeah. the kid. Yeah, yeah. Justin Timberlake, one of his yeah. finer performances. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> should have been nominated for an not. Oscar. Continue. I was in high school and we. I li- I was at a boarding school. There were like two hundred of us in the dorm. There are only you know. You went to a boarding school. Yeah, you got to get How along with everybody. You? Thank you. How was that? <laughs> boarding school, school did you go? Yeah, wait, 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 just get back on this yeah, boarding yeah. school topic. No, hold on. So the kid hands me the... No, so, no, hold on. <laughs> so the, this kid, he had all the DVDs. Like, you needed a movie. Yeah, you're got, going, yeah. You are going to Pear's room. So Pear gave me the DVD. He's like, here you go. The kid dies in the end. Okay. Oh, what the, the fuck? That's the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie. We, they have this kid in the tr- the van the whole movie. I would have punched him. Yeah, I did. Why did you watch the movie? Did you watch the movie still? Yeah, because I thought he was kidding. And then I was so mad by the time I got to the end of it. No, no, no. See, I don't mind. I don't mind if you tell me. I don't mind if you if you tell me what happens. I mind if you want to fucking talk to me while it's going on. <laughs> That's the just start fucking. Or talking. people start laughing before the I'm joke not, comes. I'm not or, or they'll be like, Are you? Watch, I'm not. Watch this. Watch this. I'm I hate that. I see. If I'm watching a scary movie, I'll be like, Is something like going to come out? Is something going to come out? When people sing in the car to let you know they know all the words, I hate that. No, I can sing. You can sing. I'm a watch this person. I'm a watch this person. But like, I'm really, really bad at like. So like, my wife will be like, we'll turn on the show, right? Oh, let's watch. Let's watch Blackish. Let's watch Blacklist. Let's That's watch. A good one. Let, yeah, let's watch. Um, God. Real Housewives. What? Fuck no. <laughs> uh, what's the one with all the tattoos? Oh. Ah, uh, um, God. What's the, uh, mm. uh, what's the one with all the tattoos? Where the girls all covered in tattoos? Oh, Blind Spot. Blind Spot, right? Mm. Let's watch Blind Spot. It'll turn on for two minutes, and one of two things will happen. So, how's your day? What the? F- 
fuck we're watching the show? <laughs> how was my day? How was my day? My day was great as soon as we turned on the show. Like, what do you mean, how was my day? Like, we're not supposed to talk through this. Yeah. Or it's like, so what do you think? Do you think they're going to die? Do you? I, that's I, me. It's like, that's wait, me. I know as much as you do. <laughs> I'm not asking your opinion on this. The director's right? keeping us both in the dark. Yes, it's like, yes. <laughs> it's like you, I didn't fast. I didn't watch this and then, like, wait to tell you what happened. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Except I, I, when they show, like, the readings. I hate when they put readings on screens because I'm not a fast reader. I'm like, too. Hey, the what was the like last trailers? Are you that person that watches trailers? Oh, I can watch trailers. Yeah, because yeah, that yeah. usually gives yeah. a lot of stuff Jurassic away. Jurassic Park, any of the uh, the Jurassic just came out with a new uh, I didn't uh, a new world. Trailers. I love watching trailers because I, I feel trailers. like it gives everything. But the hype music for the trailers is so good; it always lets the movie down. Like the pe- yeah. the people who pick the music for the trailers gets you so excited. So excited. Yeah, yeah. So we should real quick though, because we didn't actually even talk on the subject, and I know a little bit about Warsaw because my dad was from Jasper. Okay. You should explain Warsaw where you grow up, grew up because where, the, the what? it is ex- Warsaw, Warsaw Indiana, Indiana, where he grew Stop up. Shouting out that town. We're gonna spend three days there. I want to shoot myself. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were going over our schedule the other day. Richard was so bad, <laughs> so, so bad. We're in between what DC and Philly. No, no, we're going to see more Orlando. 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 Oh, my goodness. We're in the training room with like five people. (laughs) And he's explaining how asinine our our travel schedule is because you never, like, you never spend three days in Indiana. I told, I was like, I'm from there. I don't want to be there that long. And and then the guy who does the scheduling, Dan, comes in. He's like, he's like, Dan, go ahead and explain the schedule real quick. He goes up to him. He's like, so we're gonna stay here. We're gonna leave Orlando early. Spend three nights in Indianapolis. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the? Yeah, and Irving. it's like, yo, even after, like, I'd rather go to Detroit. I would yeah. rather go to Detroit. Yeah, they're at right? least like reinvigorating. Yeah, and it's like, so we go, so we go. Um, we go and I just again, we're leaving just, Disney World. Yeah, we're leaving. We're, we're leaving to- Orlando, <laughs> Florida. Orlando. I don't know if any of you guys <laughs> have seen Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon is Ooh, fucking hilarious. Yes, it I is love really, it. Orlando. I remember that part. Of it. I think we should go do. We yeah, yeah. I'm down to go see Book. Have you we seen Book of Mormon? Oh, it's really uncomfortable. It. It's, it's, so it's done by the guys that did South Park. Yeah. It's really, really good. It kind of makes you a bit uncomfortable, but I love it. Right. But that being said, it's like who leaves Orlando, Florida, to spend an extra night in Indiana? And so coach was like, oh, well, you know, I wanted to throw Gary a bone because Gary's from Indiana. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about Gary. What about the rest of the team? You want to make him feel good? What about the other 14 guys that have to fucking play with him, right? So, but yeah, Gary yeah. better have about 40. Oh, he better do something. <laughs> we need some more 360 we, layups. We, yeah, we need something on the road. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, like, good vibes on the road is something that our team definitely needs. And, and yeah. three nights in Indiana <laughs> typically doesn't garnish that with the fucking team. Because you don't go back to Indiana too much anymore, do you? No, I spent no, <laughs> <you know, laughs> like, three days like, there in the yeah, offseason. Warsaw. So Warsaw is like, like super like, small town. Like how, how big is Warsaw, would you say? Oh, Warsaw, is that really the name? Are you yeah. fucking Poland? <laughs> <laughs> is it spelled the same? It is. Oh, jeez. Uh, in Kosciuszko County. Oh, my Kosciuszko. <laughs> God. Uh, is it anything like from Parks and Rec? Yeah. <laughs> is it really like Parks and Rec? I love, I love Leslie. Leslie, no, love her. Love, yeah. love Parks and Rec. Park and Rec is one of my shows. Love, I love. Is it really like that? Yeah, I mean, it's a small town, not a whole lot going on. You you know everybody's business. So how, did, how did fucking three behemoths come from there? <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, uh, for, when I say behemoths, him and his uh, uh, two, two brothers are all seven feet tall. Well, right? and, it, your and sister big, is an and, athlete too, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. big and strong. So, like, okay, we mentioned Game of Thrones. Do you know those giants that you see in Game <laughs> of Thrones? That's him and his two brothers, right? But continue. 
Um, you know, so we actually left there. So there, you know, it's a small town. Um, you have to in Indiana, you have to play for the high school in your district or yeah. your region. And the basketball was just so bad that we ended up going away to boarding school. In Where'd North you go Carolina, to school? North Carolina. Where'd you? Well, what was Tampa, the what school, was school called? Uh, Christ School. Oh, Christ school. Yeah. So, so the, you could have gone like all, Oak Hill. all boys school. Oh God, all I know, boys. Tell me about it. I didn't want to go. Oh my God. <laughs> Did your brothers go too? Yeah, both my brothers. The same did. school. Yeah. Oh my God. There yeah. was there was probably a lot of. Um, you know what's crazy? It sounds <laughs> it sounds funny, but like I was as as disappointed. There were probably I was a lot of hernia checks. Go there. What's <laughs> there? <laughs> Just waiting well, for a comment. A lot of hernia checks there. But continue. I'm sorry. As disappointed as I was at the outset of going to all boys school, it actually made made school so much better because like the curriculum like everything is tailored to oh, guys i should have visited arizona yes you should have <laughs> yes you should have even if it was just could for you a just visit. imagine mason easy oh god even if it was just for a visit would have been the time of your life would have been the time of your life <laughs> oh, but, but i'll take you to duke at some sometime. Oh, god, it sounds awful <laughs> we'll, I, we'll I, will great I will never set foot on that campus <laughs> ever set foot on that campus yeah you are welcome i, I don't want to go there but it's just watch I, little richard's gonna just like Charles Barkley's not no, working no. If he wants, if literally, if he wants his trust fund, like he's not going to do. <laughs> if he wants his trust, he can go to any school, but there, like there are certain there are certain schools that you are going to grow up. Grow up on. Sour grapes, Pe- yeah. There's not sour grapes there. I just I don't feel like sending him to Duke would give him the leg up on life that he should. Have. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like it would be giving him the opportunity that I worked so hard to afford for him. I feel like it would be setting him back years. To go to Yeah, and generations Ivy if he were to go to It's not Ivy League. It, well, it's up there. No, it is not up there. Do not let like do not let those fuckers fool you. Like they swear it's Ivy League. You're better off going to Stanford than you are. You're better off going to Stanford's Cal. Stanford's not a really good one. Yes, but the Stanford is not Ivy League. Would you consider Stanford Ivy League? No. It's on that level. There's only one. I feel one like it's harder to get Stanford to Stanford in, than Yale. I would say, I would say there are only, a couple there, schools that are on Ivy League level that aren't in the Ivy League because they want to have athletic programs. There, there it's okay. like Stanford, There is one, I, and I do not want to disrespect the Harvards, the Princetons, the Browns. Right, so there's one right. Harvard. There, there, there's one Harvard. Right, there's no Harvard of the South, Harvard of the West. The fact that you have to call yourself something what of something, like, right? Phoenix, the Harvard of online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the Harvard of online. The, yeah, University of Phoenix. I did not go there. Right, I went to the University of Arizona. But I will say, no, no, I'm not acknowledging. I, I'm not. I'm just saying, Duke is a good school. I will. I, I won't dis- disrespect that. Good schools and great times don't typically go hand in hand. <laughs> they, they do not. The the mantra at Duke is work hard, play hard. <laughs> so so we had a lot of fun while we were winning games, while we were getting good grades. No, 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 no. And we actually got our own grades, which What's a lot mean? of schools can't say. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? I don't I don't want I don't want <laughs> really? I, can't, I really? can't speak to Arizona. I know Car- actually you know what? I can't speak to Arizona. Speak to Arizona. Please speak to Arizona. How many Roosevelt's are there? Huh? How many Roosevelt's <laughs> are there? So we're sitting the, what you wanna talk about that? Duke? The, so, how many Rose, how many presidents are there? We had this conversation in the training okay, room. Okay, but but how many Roosevelt's are there? How I, many I talked to one year alumnus, and he told me he went to two classes in his time there. Are you talking about Jason Terry? No, no, the different one. Channing Fry. No, I don't know. How many. He said he he went into one um, to cut the lights off and leave, and then he said, <laughs> and then he showed up to one that required a final exam. 
So, at Duke, did you guys get, except Pepperdine, if we would walk into class and we wouldn't sign into something, then they would inform us that we weren't in class. Well, we had an academic advisor that would, like, pop into class, and if we weren't in class, yep. like, we are in big trouble. Yep. But, like, which, we, is, which is funny that you guys had to be babysat. Right, because most well, of the yeah, people I mean, that were going better to, to be babysat and be there than to not be there at all. No, or you could just go to school, which a lot of colleges they don't do. Well, I, I understand that, but like my thing about Duke and some of these other academic institutions is that the college experience is about the college experience. <laughs> I wanted to go to college to experience all things. I wanted to become an adult, yeah. a man. I don't feel like Duke really prepared you for that. Well, you still I'm... don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> you still don't drink. I will room. never set foot on that campus. I'm gonna bring little Richard down to Duke. He's little like, Richard, he's gonna go to Duke. Little Richard will not go to Duke. You want me to keep it real with you, please? Why people go there? Mm. Did you say white people go there? White. I know lots of, <laughs> lots of white people go to Duke. They go there for the rings. That's why. Rings. That's yeah, why. No, you know, and, and, and I respect that. I respect the basketball program. Yeah. I respect that. I respect them as an academic institution. But all the other shit that comes along with that school, is so trash, so trash. Yeah, that's just. But that's just in my humble opinion. You guys yeah. just can come visit Pepperdine. Now Pepperdine. There's nothing, Pepperdine there, is beautiful. There's nothing bad about Pepperdine. Yeah. There's cool. nothing. Oh, bad. I'm glad we agree. We agree. <laughs> there's nothing. Everyone there's agrees. Not, there's nothing bad about Pepperdine. So, uh, well. Again, uh, I'm glad we can end this conversation while trashing Duke and talking highly about uh, Pepperdine, an amazing school <laughs> like you. yourself. Uh, so, guys, I uh, just want to say thank you and thank you to Mason. Uh, what's your Thanks, website? Mason. What's your what's your Instagram? What's your what's your all set? Everything's Mason Plumley. God, how much you pay for that? <laughs> uh, where can we get the where, the where domain we, names are incredible now? You can get like. Dot Ninja. Dot Ninja. I might. Can you really get a Dot Ninja? You can get Dot Ninja. Listen, if you, I think I'm gonna go get a Dot Ninja. I'm gonna get it first. Now, fuckers get it before me. I swear to God. RJ Dot Ninja. I want Richard Dot Ninja Dot Com. That's so awesome. No, 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 no. That's not how domain. How's it go? It's just Richard Dot Ninja. Richard Dot Ninja. The Ninja it substitutes Dot Com. You're good. How's that work? I don't know. Did you get it? Did you get it? It's, oh. it's not gonna. I swear, if one of you fuckers trying to do that shit, uh, I need to get it. Richard, what is it? Okay, where do we go? Ninja. Richard dot ninja dot. There's no. no there's no, no, no dot. Just Richard dot ninja. No so I can make. Do I? Can I make that my email address? Well, then you could have like a at Richard at Richard dot ninja. That's a lot. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's too much. Richard too at much. Richard dot ninja. Or can I just go dot ninja? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Wait, wait can, what is it? Is it still I see what you did there. You see what I did there? Yeah, I see what you did uh, Okay, so uh, uh, again, Mason, thank you. Is there anything else that you want to plug? Um, no, I would just like. There's do, like 200 do, do, people. Do people know what you ask for at chapel all the time? Oh, <laughs> like no, 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 no. We need to talk about this. I want to know. Let's so, go. me me and Richard are Avil. 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 God, this Duke conversation, man, it just keeps going. We are avid chapel attendees. Yes. I like that. And, you know, when we have prayer requests, Richard tends to ask for the same thing all the time. What did you say Harrison Barnes did? <laughs> oh, so, so last year we were in chapel in Dallas, and me, I didn't know Richard at all. But <laughs> we go around the room, and, and uh, Harrison asked for humility. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, whatever. But the way he asked for it is like he really needed it. <laughs> Harrison Barnes. And then we play. And then uh, Richard comes in our first chapel this year. 
he like puts his head down and he like thinks to himself for a little bit. He's like, could, could we just pray for humility for me? <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, I know we so, have egos around here. But no, so, so we're going into chapel, right? We're going into chapel. We're walking. We're in Dallas, right? Yeah. And so we're walking to chapel and he goes, he goes, hey, Rich, man. So Harrison Barnes asked for humility. So both of you guys can't ask for humility. I'm like, he learned that from me. He learned that from me his rookie year. I'm the one that taught him that. And I was like, you, you asked about why like no you know no it's not look we all need humility there's no doubt about that it was just the way that they asked for it is is (laughs) there's a hint of sarcasm so i'm like i'm a little miffed whether they really want it or they just want people people to know that they asked for it which makes their ego (laughs) even bigger than it actually is is. okay so look so my first year with golden state right i'll tell you this so they have a high number of chapels steph uh andre uh, Harrison Clay. That's like, my ha- theory of why they're a good team. Yeah, yeah, half the guys all go to chapel, right? <laughs> half the guys all go to chapel. So in the beginning, before we ever made the playoffs, I started asking for humility, right? And they kind of thought it was funny and whatever this and and you know and at the end of the season, right before we played our first playoff game, and I was like, the reason why I asked for humility is because this is my twelfth year in the league, and I've seen veterans. Right, because Steph didn't make the All Star game that year, and D Lee did. Yeah. Right, and that was the year that Steph broke the three point record. Mm-hmm. And so in there, I was like, "Hey guys, this is the reason why I always ask for humility because we need to be humble." I've seen veterans like myself not playing kind of ruin a team. Mm-hmm. I've seen guys not make an All Star team, right, ruin a team. I've seen so many because the guys in contract years. I've seen all of these things yeah. ruin a team that should be successful. So I asked for humility all year long, and here we are, a team that people expected to be second or third, last in the conference with a second-year head coach and Mark Jackson. Here we are about to go in the playoffs, and we beat Denver, and we ended up going to the second round. And I was like, we can kind of laugh and we can kind of joke, but humility is a real thing in this league. Mm-hmm. It's something that is like something that should never be understated because I've seen so many things. Guys starting, not starting. Guys yeah. playing, not playing. And you've seen it. Yeah. And so when no, you no. see that and you've seen enough of it and all of a sudden in my heart of hearts, I really believe that the guys in Golden State at the time, I was like, guys, we have something special here. Even though nobody else knows it, I was like, we have something special. And two years later, after I leave, they win a championship. Three years later, I'm playing against these guys, right, for a championship. And four years later, they win another championship. And so when Harrison kind of asked for humility, like that's what a vet can do. A vet can kind of put that in the air and put that out there. And it wasn't, yes, after a while, <laughs> after a while, it became like kind of a smart ass thing to ask for. But the the true, the true meaning for it, like he was being a smart ass. Yeah. But the true meaning for it behind it is true. It's just like yo, allow me to stay humble and allow me to do my job at the best of, the, of my ability. And it all started my first year. The first year they made the playoffs in like, I think it was like five or six years since the the We Believe team or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's where that's where it all got started. So you know, let Harrison be a little smart ass in chapel, but you know that that's where the the whole. <laughs> well, it's like it's have per, having perspective. Yeah, because yeah. you just you've seen so many so many good teams just like disappear for no reason, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, what is going on with those guys? And the coach gets fired, people get traded, and I really, really, and truly believed in my heart of hearts when Draymond was a rookie, Clay was in his second year. Uh, Steph, um, 
my all, all of these guys, I was like, yo, guys, like we have a chance to do something special as long as everyone stays humble. And they got like, rid of the flotsam. Yeah. yeah. They got, uh, who was the flotsam? That's you. Me? Yeah, they definitely, when they got rid of me, they won a championship. They got, they got, when they got stuff rid of you me, throw off the ship when it's yeah, sinking. That's some, wait, wait, NCAA men. That's a deep Ar- Arizona, right there. Arizona's playing Texas A&M. Number seven in the and country. Come on, come. No one cares about I'm Notre Dame. Back to addition by subtraction. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. You go in on Duke. I gotta go in on you. You can hundred percent. And then I stop them from winning a championship. I'm one and one versus them in the finals, even though I'm one and fucking three in the finals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, again, I, I like Dame's quote. Everybody was criticizing LeBron's finals record. Dame was like, a lot of people are zero and zero in the zero finals. Zero and zero in the finals. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that that's another time, another talk. Would you uh, like to come back on and have another conversation? Love to. Okay, we'll get you back on with one of the other guys so we can hang out a little bit. So, uh, again, thank you from Team Richard. We're out. Hey, road tripping fans! Don't forget, we're working with a T-shirt company that you may have seen around. Homage. They're the ones that are responsible for LeBron's Ultimate Warrior shirt and many of the college designs you see on tees, as they pay homage to great moments in sports and inspiring stories. Go check out their NBA GMTs at homage.com. You're sure to be inspired, and we'll get a kick out of their special design for Richard and Channing, along with three other designs specific to the road trip and fam. Get them while they're still in stock at homage.com.